Um, they're they're normally guests on the show and not just callers who call in. But, uh, yeah, we have a lot of folks that come in that uh, spread a lot of happiness and positivity. We always love that. Right now, we're going to try to spread some positivity. <laughs> we're going to do that as we check on your money. Here comes the money. Here we go. Here comes the money. Joining us on the program, I believe, is my friend David Ross. David, he's Mr. Positivity, too. How are you, David? Hey, Michael. I'm doing well. How are you? I am well. I am well. Just thinking about positivity here. Yep, yep. Uh, And you do have uh, a lot of people that add positivity. Let's talk about, let's keep the positivity going, because I'm seeing a lot of green right now on Wall Street. Yeah, it, it is green. Uh, a couple of reports out today. They were kind of mixed. One was uh, initial jobless claims uh, for last week. <coughs> Excuse me. They uh, they were a little bit better than they thought. Uh, came in at 4.06. They were expecting that number to be a little bit higher. Uh, so that's primarily what's uh, moving the market. Uh, durable good orders, orders came in. They missed a little bit, and it it missed primarily because of uh, car sales. Uh, they're having a hard time getting uh, computer chips for cars, and so no. that pushed the uh, the, the number uh, down a little bit. Uh, if you'd removed the autos, then durable good orders would have come in about what they expected. But uh, markets are, are up just a little bit. Not a whole lot of uh, trading going on from what I understand. Uh, holidays coming up, and I think uh, everything's pretty light. Uh, Dow is up 126 points, 34,449. S&P's up about a half a percent, and NASDAQ's up about a quarter percent. So uh, a decent day on the market. Uh, and, again, the thing that's getting the most attention is this uh, initial jobless claims uh, for last week were down, uh, which is – you know, primarily, typically a good thing, but uh, that's the one thing the feds are watching, that and inflation. And as that uh, the jobless uh, uh, position gets better, they're going to start talking about raising interest rates and cutting back on their, their stimulus. So that's why that, uh, that number is getting more of the headlines than anything else. But overall, a good day. Well, we can handle that. Not too bad there. So let's talk about, uh, well, I guess we got to maybe bring some folks back down to earth a little bit here as we talk about oil prices today. The Dow, the NASDAQ, the S&P are all in the green, but how are oil prices looking? Well, oil is up a little bit. Not much uh, started out down because uh, they're talking about this Iran, uh, their oil hitting the market again, uh, those sanctions being lifted, and evidently, the talks didn't go as well as they, as they had hoped. So originally oil was down, but this jobs report came out and it got the, uh, the oil guys a little bit happier. Uh, oil is up right now, 32 cents a barrel, $66.53. Shame on them. Yeah. Yeah. Bless their hearts. That's what we always say when, you know, we don't want to be uh, really agreeable with what's going on. Bless their hearts. 
bless their hearts. Yeah. Well, let's see how that translates over to the gas pump right now. We are at 304 a gallon on the nationwide average. That is the same as we were yesterday and the same as a week ago. A month ago we were at 289, a year ago today a dollar 96 on the average. Cheapest gas in the nation right now, Mississippi, Louisiana. They are both at $2.72. They are tied for the cheapest. California just keeps getting better and better. Uh, I don't know where they're where they're getting their gas from, uh, but it, apparently it was uh, they're mining it from the moon or something. Four dollars and eighteen cents now. Mm. Imagine that, folks. Imagine, imagine if you will. Um, Four dollars and eighteen cents for a gallon of gas. Um, some folks are making that an hour, probably, in <laughs> California, a waitress or something like that, maybe even less. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, 418, the highest in the nation in California. Tennessee, we are at $2.87 right now. That's where we were yesterday, so we haven't changed from there. Uh, we are down uh, basically about three pennies from the highest we've seen it in a little while. We got up to two ninety a week or so ago, but right now three pennies cheaper than at two eighty seven is where we are. So there you go. That's on the average across the state of Tennessee. Your gas, your oil, and your market information. David, thank you so much, my friend. Happy Memorial Day, and everybody that's going to get out on the river and the lakes, just be careful and and don't do dumb things. Absolutely. Uh, take it from the uh, pro there. <laughs> Talk about me eating too much, mister. <laughs> yeah. David, have a wonderful day and a wonderful Memorial Day. On the dumb things. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Bye. All right, my friend. David Ross, First Community Mortgage. Let's get these phone calls. We've got uh, some standing by. Back to you, and you'll be up next on the smack. Hello. Hey, Steve. How are you? Oh, I've done better. You know, one of the uh, one of our favorite callers here is Steve from Lexington. I don't know if you know that guy, um, but uh, everybody always compliments your laugh, Steve. Well, from what I've heard of my laugh, laugh on eight second delay, I'm not saying it's a real bad laugh, but it's not a real mature laugh. Well, it don't have to be. Well, I know. I mean, that's this this show ain't very mature from time to time. So. That's true. Yeah, so you fit right in. Yeah, well, kind of like a kind of like a uh, uh, like a comic strip character, you know? Yeah, yeah. You know, I hadn't done a comic strip in a long, long time. I hadn't either. I see some of them get popped up on social media every now and then. Right. But back in the Steve, we used to wait for the uh, newspaper. Like my dad, he would get that Sunday paper, right? And it would have those. Yeah, probably was the. Uh comics is that right that's all i wanted <laughs> that's, i would have to wait until he got through with the paper there were some uh there were some of the comic strips that uh would basically kind of leave you with cliffhangers right uh because not all comic strips were the little funny ones that you would read i mean there were other ones uh, my favorite when i was a kid was dick tracy right uh, of course he would be in that little bucket uh, right. that looked like it came off a bucket truck that would fly. Right. And he would scoot around in that thing. But they they would be, it would be a story, a storyline. And it would leave you with a cliffhanger like at the last piece of that comic. And you'd have to wait a week, uh, kind of like a soap opera kind of thing, right. you know, to where you could get the next part of it. And right. it was torment for a kid. I tell you something to me. I'm trying to think which one it was. Uh, little Orphan Somebody or something like that. Little Orphan Annie. Yeah, I guess that's right. Or it yeah. could have been Nancy, because they kind of favored. Right. I remember yeah. they had a deal in there one time, 
so for whatever reason, they did a deal that some guy, a young guy that grew his hair real long, and he took up with another guy that was a hippie. And the other guy... Sure, you were reading the comics there, Steve? Yeah. Okay. It was comics. And another guy uh, had long hair. I was stomping people to death in an alley. Now, wait a minute. You weren't reading comics. Yeah, well, it wasn't funny, but it was in the comic strip. Big Tracy wasn't funny either, but it was in the comic strip. Yeah, but it it wasn't uh, like stomping somebody in the face either. Yeah, this guy would stomp people to death. Um, So he got in there one day. In that alleyway, he wanted to try to stomp a guy to death, and that guy said, take that, you punk, and blew his head off. So the other guy that had long hair uh, that this thing was about, he got his hair cut and straightened up and got a construction job. Mm. And all the other construction people were, guys were sparting off at him, like men do when they hire somebody new, they, they pick on him. You should have just stuck with Family Circus. I'm telling you. Anyway, I, he walked up to the biggest, baddest one of the whole bunch and punched him right in the face, and that guy beat the fire out of him. But after that, the other men did not pick on him anymore. I'm racking my brain here, Steve. I, I, can't, I, I, I can't think who it would have been, but I think it was the same guy. That, never mind. I, I I would have to see that again to be able to tell you much more about who, who it, what the fame of it was or who it was. Well, I'm trying to think of any comic strip I've ever read where they were stomping people in the yeah. face. And... No, it was in the comics one day about a guy that got his head blowed off. I don't think it lasted very long, did it? <laughs> no, uh, but... Uh... Now, my favorite, though, my favorite probably out of all the comics, and i got to run, uh, probably was Popeye and Olive Oil. Uh, right. I like Popeye. I used to watch it on TV. I'm sure you did, too. Uh-huh. You did used to watch it on TV, I'm sure. Oh, yeah. Of course, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I liked it pretty good. I'll say this, too. I hadn't eaten anything like that in a long time, but I like spinach. Well, I'm going to hang up on you now. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Steve. Appreciate the phone call, my friend. Let's grab this call here before we get this news break in, and you're up next on the Midday Smack. Oh, hey, Mike. Hey. You know, uh, yeah, when I was a little kid, uh, the comics, we had so many kids in our family uh, trying to get in line for them. was yeah. a big deal. Yeah. So I remember waking up before the crack of dawn and sneaking downstairs to read the funny papers first. <laughs> and uh, the, the thing that took me off of it was we had some of those great big juicy cockroaches. Oh, no. And so I'm creeping across the dining room floor and... <laughs> And uh, <laughs> well, I like the sound effect. <laughs> yeah. So I just went up back up to bed and uh, and uh, didn't worry about it until noon. I just was not going to go and um, take any more chances with those little. Wow. You didn't squish him with the uh, comic strip, did you? Oh no, it was with the bottom of my bare foot. Okay, because uh, I was making sure because that would have been really bad if you'd have squished him with the comics you were reading, and then somebody else picks it up and. Oh yeah, no, no, I would never do that. What was your favorite comic though out of the comic strips? Well, you know, I believe it or not, uh, I, you know, the previous caller talking about stomping people—that's I never I, saw. I'm I, from me St. either. Louis. Yeah, we had uh, St. Louis Post Dispatch, we had the Globe Democrat, and uh, none of them had anything utterly violent. Even Prince Valiant, and yeah. trying to think, uh, you know, Terry and the Pirates, and all these other ones—they never got into that utter violence. So. He must have been looking at some underground comic. Or, I don't know. I think he was sneaking uh, magazines out of his dad's dresser drawer is what I'm thinking. <laughs> that could have been. I don't know where that one was coming from, but no, I'd never heard of that either. Yeah. The, uh, the real reason I called, though, you had uh, the 
market report guy on, and um, I don't know if he, uh, I was hoping to ask him a question. Um, there was, there's a, a kind of a famous incident that happened yesterday. Uh, both Exxon and Chevron had a shareholder revolt. And uh, oh, I hear the music. You mind if I hold over? Yeah, hold on. I've got to, uh, got to get this news in here, and I've got local news, and I'll come right back to you after that break for sure. It is 12:29, half hour news. Next, we'll be right back to Smack at 101.5, the talk of Jackson. 12:38 right now. Still mostly sunny skies downtown Jackson. It's looking nice out there. Temperature right now at 77 degrees. Back to the phone lines we go. Are you still there? Oh, yeah, thanks, Mike. Uh, yeah, tell me about the uh, about what you were talking about a moment ago. I was looking up the story on that. Um, yeah, there were uh, both Exxon and Chevron uh, had shareholder revolts. Uh, apparently also uh, Royal Dutch Shell did, too, uh, a few weeks ago. But uh, Exxon and Chevron were yesterday. Two different uh, uh, financial institutions uh, uh, did it. And that actually bodes well for creating new jobs. And um, so if you're, like, you know, south of, on the Mississippi River, south of Memphis, they got the, uh, what they call uh, uh, Chemical Alley. And when you think of Chevron and Exxon, you know, how much poisoning of that area they've done and how much remediation they need to do, there's a lot of jobs in remediation. Uh, it could be planting new, uh, you know, putting in new topsoil, put, you know, digging off, scraping off the old toxic topsoil, uh, but, uh, you know, replanting the area, uh, shutting down some of the, the worst of the chemical uh, spew, putting in, uh, you know, car carbon captures or putting in some kind of scrubbers and all sorts of different things. There's a lot of money in uh, remediation. And the oil and gas companies are some of the biggest corporations in the world. So uh, for their board of directors to have shifted overnight, uh, you know, well, I shouldn't say shifted. Uh, they got new board members, and they fired some, uh, or, or you know, swapped out some of the uh, the, old, uh, the worst and the dirtiest of the board members, and swapped them out for uh, you know <laughs> scientific and clean uh, board members. Uh, you know, it's not as if some of these investment companies that did this, uh, uh, you know, corporate takeover are entirely. You know, it's not like they're liberals, flaming liberals, but they are at least scientific in their approach. And the idea of just poisoning with abandon uh, and and uh, ignoring the aftermath is uh, quite a change. So I would have been interested in asking the uh, you know the investment guy that you were talking to or the. Sorry, uh, say well, he's not in investments. He is. Uh, he's in mortgage rates. Oh, I see. So he just adds in, you know, a few highlights in the business. Yeah, he kind of he kind of goes over a few things that are affecting Wall Street. Uh, that's basically what he does. Well, it's really going to change uh, a big part of the economy, and you know the uh, part of the the big scam for the last forty years. I'd, I'd say at least since Ronald Reagan uh, was that they lift regulations on the polluters. That the polluters have to get back to work. Well, they've been poisoning us and giving us cancer for, you know, well over 40 years. And the idea that we have to pay the medical bills, you know, they when you listen to how much they fought over Obamacare or the Affordable Care Act or, you know, trying to get uh, they 
they fought over Hillary Care. Uh, they they fought over the idea of the average person getting a medical checkup once in a while, or having to pay crazy premiums on on insurance in order to be able to see a doctor after they've been poisoning us with some of the worst chemicals in the world. And then, of course, uh, a big scam is they keep bringing in new chemicals every year that aren't even tested. And let me uh, let me jump in and add something. Uh, now, are you talking about uh, here in the United States or are you talking about overseas? Well, both. Because, uh, well, here's the problem with this. Now, I understand where you're coming from. The problem is that there are other countries who put out tons more pollutants in the air than the United States ever does in a year. And they will not change their ways. They're not going to. Uh, they they may say that they're going to, but they haven't shown any intention of doing it. So, I mean, there are things we can do here in the United States, true. We know that. But it's going to take other countries, especially communist countries. They have to step up to the plate and do those things as well, and they have not been agreeable to do that. You know, it's funny you mentioned communist. I, Russia is no longer communist. They haven't been since 1991. And I actually doubt if China would be uh, considered communist, because if you remember right, the big thing about communism was fighting against the sweatshops. And China is full of sweatshops. So how can China be communist if they, they're, they're basically the rental ground for, uh, for the biggest corporations of the world to have sweatshops? They pretend to be uh, communist, but they, in the real world, they, I would say they're, they're corporate state. And uh, if you remember, Mussolini and uh, Rocco created a treatise called the Treatise on the Corporate State. And then Adolf Hitler read that, and he, he uh, created a, uh, a thing called fascism. But it's the same thing, where the corporations run the country. The people get to elect a president, but the president has to compete against the corporations. And, uh, and in fact, Mussolini and Rocco's treatise, uh, they describe a round table of government uh, and all of the monopolies. It isn't even bad enough that they're corporations, it's they're monopoly corporations. And so each of the monopolies get a, a seat at the round table, and the people uh, get to elect a president who competes against the monopolies. And so it's, you know, you have to be endlessly clever and endlessly powerful to be able to compete against monopolies. And, of course, monopolies are, are some of the stupidest ideas that you could have. You know, Aesop's fables of, what, a thousand, couple of thousand years ago was warning us not to put all our eggs in one basket. And all of these corporations just get bigger and bigger and bigger. And, uh, and we're putting all our eggs in one basket, and then they buy Congress and take away our, our ability to have taxation with representation. So I'm just... Yeah, I'm just looking at this with new jobs coming out of uh, the oil and gas companies when they do this board shift. Well, let's hope they do. i, I got to run. I appreciate it. I've got full phone banks here. I'm giving you a bunch of time. Uh, it is 1244. Back to the phone lines we go, and you're up next on the smack. Thank you. Yeah. Uh, I had a question here. Hearing this fellow, <clears throat> I'm looking at the oil companies, and, uh, and supposedly they're projecting changes. You know, Shell and Chevron and Exxon. Right. Uh, but I, I work with students on service projects, and we've been kind of just developing because kids have been out of school, obviously, and then you get back to regular uh, academic, uh, academics. 
uh, other than service projects. But if we looked at the oil companies and their change, what kind of oversight are we going to have uh, from the people's point of view in these corporations in, in the process of their change if they're actually making a change and we're developing less pollutants, which in the long term is less health problems because these pollutants obviously have, have uh, triggered diseases such as cancer and other respiratory illnesses. So wh- where is it that we can find and, and support give or suggest oversight? Yeah, and uh, I, you know, a lot of times it's not. Uh, it doesn't come from the people. It comes from from the uh, federal government. Uh, they are the ones right. that set the guidelines behind behind any kind of oversight. And there's over well, there's oversight on almost everything that you come across these days. Uh, and uh, here's what scares me about the whole thing: uh, when you have government oversight, uh, the government is fueled by money. Um, they that's where that's what they look towards they are they're not only fueled by money but uh, i hate to use the term fueled <laughs> but uh, but at the same time i'm just kind of tongue-in-cheek but at the same time that is what rules the united states it's money now people can say other things but they would be wrong it's money is the you know money makes this country do what it does it makes the government do what it does and if you have a company especially in the gas and oil industry that are worth billions and billions of dollars, they can they basically get their say in how they want their oversight to be. I, I was uh, wondering now if we when I meant oversight, I meant the people coming together and, and trying to drive the politics so that the federal government. I don't know that they can. I don't know that no, they can. At this level, I'm not sure that I disagree at all with you because there's difficulty there. Yeah. Now, what what is the incentive for the oil companies to basically change a mode of operation to alternative energy and, and become the leaders in the alter, uh, alternative energy field and so that they keep their stockholders happy and keep their revenue going and, and plan for the future? You know, the cigarette companies, they bought up names of, of marijuana use years back, decades back, and now they're getting into the cultivation of marijuana themselves. You know, or there's their alternative to tobacco. So industry can change its mind and focus into the future. And maybe that is the oversight we really need is driven by the dollar in alternative yeah, energy. If, if it's going to make them money. And uh, with the current administration, of course, uh, the, uh, the Biden administration has been talking about uh, uh, trying to change over the auto industry into fuel-efficient cars or uh, electric cars and things and more hybrids and things of that nature and doing away with gasoline-powered engines as far as automobiles in the future to begin with so i mean it's it, that's probably why this is being talked about right now i mean the uh exxon mobile uh right now they had a big defeat with their shareholders voting in um with at least two of the four directors proposed uh, by an activist in the uh, challenge uh, over how the gas and oil industry is preparing for low carbon future um uh, well, that's kind of wait and see. I mean, it's uh, there's a lot of talk about it, and uh, people are starting to make a few moves. But again, uh, the almighty dollar is what's going to is what's going to fuel this. And if they see well, that it's not going to pay them to do this, eventually they're going to revert back to where they were. Well, reverting back is might be one thing, but if they can see that they can they can catch on and they can become part of the alternative energy field, there's no reason they can't get out there and make the dollars to supply the people the energy they need and on a global level support 
internationally the technology to do that and therefore keep their fingers in the pie as they grow, but at least prevent the pollution that's killing our population. Yeah, and you said a key word in there, too. You may have, you may have noticed that you said the word global on a global level. And that's why I brought up to the caller a moment ago, yeah, you, the, the United States is talking about this kind of stuff, but if everybody else isn't on board with that, then it's going to crash and burn uh, because well, you have to have everybody on board. Well, everybody, I, I think our student population, I mean, I'm 78 years old. What, what I knew at the level of where students are today was minimal compared to the knowledge that these young people have today on a global level. Yeah. And maybe, maybe we need to inspire them a little truth-tasking with those students to, to focus in on these issues and become part of the representation and therefore join in with seniors even who have time to focus maybe we need a little more organization at the populist level and the, and the involvement with corporate and government issues. Hey, I appreciate the phone call. I've got to run. I'm up against the clock here. It is 12.50. I've got full phone banks as well. Got a couple of minutes. Can you get it in? Go. Yeah, Mike. I see something in your future. What's that? A wisdom round table <laughs> where, where these older folk yeah. that, have, that are taught and experienced life Get them together, and then let's get something done, okay? Uh, hey, I thought that's what we had when we had the uh, House and Congress, you know, the House and the Senate. No, I'm talking about the gentleman, the last two that were just on. I love it. I love it. Yeah, it, it would be great if every. Here's the problem, though. Uh, you're getting one side of it from there. Uh, if you bring in the other side, then you have an argument instead of working anything out, and that's what we've had over the last, what, 30, 40, 50 years? We'd... Well, let, let's, try, let's try. All right. Have a great day, Rosie. Appreciate the phone call. Back to the phone lines. We'll get this one and wrap it up. You're up next on the smack. I have a great way to uh, increase housing and make housing more affordable in the United States. Uh, people build fourplex houses with 100 solar panels. Uh, California is just passing a law that says that you can build a fourplex house anywhere that you own a lot, no matter what the zoning is. So that way uh, you can build it close to transportation, close to education, and uh, this allows you to make money selling electricity onto the grid. Yeah. Plus, when you, own a, when you own a fourplex, you can live in one unit, rent out three units, that way help you pay the mortgage. And it's win-win-win for everybody because it lowers the cost of housing for those who rent. Yeah, and uh, I'm glad you brought that up because it's, uh, you can do that, by the way. You can use solar panels and store enough energy and sell it back to the grid. You're you're accurate on that. Thank you. Yeah, have a great day. I appreciate that. You know, uh, I've got several friends of mine that actually use solar panels. Uh, they've been doing that for quite a while now. Now, um, now I have, and now it takes a few. It takes a few, and they are expensive to get them. But it does, there are some government programs, by the way. At least there have been. I don't know if they still are in existence or not, but they did have some uh, government programs to where you could be reimbursed tax-wise on uh, on solar panels and, and energy-efficient items, things like that. So. Uh, might be worth looking into if you got the uh, time and the money to invest in that. Jimmy Duke, the Duke of Dixie. On the way next, I'll see you again tomorrow, 11 a.m., the midday smack right here at 101.5, the talk of Jackson. Have a great Thursday. From the heart of the Hub City in downtown Jackson, WNWS 101.5 Jackson.